What would you like to do if money were no object? Wealth is a product of the mind. No amount of money you ever achieve will make you wealthy. Now is the time to take risk. Winners don't make excuses when the other side plays the game. Failure is just there to point you in a different direction. You're listening to the Inlight Podcast with your host, Max Starr. In this episode, I spoke with co-founder and head analyst at CryptoCoinMastery.com, Kyle Stevens. He's an expert in the field of cryptocurrency trading and news. We discuss the short-term and long-term expectations of the cryptocurrency market, the state of the crypto bubble, as well as some of the hazards to be careful of with crypto and trading in general. Let's get into the call. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. So crypto has been really interesting these past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a battle. It, it was an uphill battle, you know, going into the end of December, just crazy movement. And then, oh, yeah, the bear market that we kind of got caught up in. And now things are really, really starting to get better. Yeah, that's it, it's been good to see this week. Things are starting to look a little bit better after it's been bleeding for two months. Yeah, from my point of view, like the bleeding that we saw for those couple of months, it was it was bleeding, but it was it was normal and it was good for the market because what we got at the end of December was we really ended up having a lot of buyers that didn't understand the cryptocurrency market. Like we had a lot of weak hands in the market and really yeah. long term growth with weak hands in the market is extremely difficult. And, and so I feel like the fear in crypto. Correct. And so I think right now. We're seeing start. We're starting to see that increase, but it's slow and it's kind of like more consolidating. It's in a ranging market, and I think that's good. I think we need more of yeah. a base to form for long term growth from this point on. So I think what we're seeing right now is good. I mean, I wouldn't want the market to go back up to eight hundred thirty billion for a total market cap in a in a couple of weeks. I mean, that would just show that same issue that we had at the end of December. So things are starting yeah. to look better now. So do you think that this is good to shake out some of the weak hands? Do you feel like the weak hands are shaken out and that this is the start of real strength in the crypto market? Or do you think it's just a little pullback and that it really didn't scare too many people out? Um, I think I think this is going to be the start of a lot of positive movement. Now, we're still going to capture weak hands. Now, I, I think a lot of people who had those weak hands probably lost a lot during this kind of decline that we saw so it'll scare them away so i would say yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's definitely putting the mark it's making the market stronger and from now on i think it's going to be stronger as long as it can stay at a steady incline rather than more of an exponential incline that's good that's good so it's sort of like do you do you think that it could turn into a second bubble or do you think the bubble is still continuing to grow and that it hasn't i mean i'm sure you've seen the chart that has been floating around in stocks and whatnot for a while but especially bitcoin of when the first sell-off is and then really skyrocketing at what point do you think not where you can't really predict where we're at right now but do you think that this is still in an overinflated bubble kind of period or do you think that this is again real growth like real strength that we could see sustained over the next few years because new technologies are starting to come out that are a lot better that we could grow from i think 
what it really comes i like looking at the total market cap rather than just strictly the price yeah. of bitcoin because i think like the bitcoin dominance in the market right now is around 40 percent. so really the total mm-hmm. market cap is driven by bitcoin mostly and the reason for that is because in order to get into the market you have to basically your most people are buying in to bitcoin yeah. in order to get into the market um but to answer your question the the biggest the biggest thing here is about it's real technology. It's usable technology. A bubble forms when people invest to get wealthy rather than investing in the technology. And I think the issue with last year in 2017 was that we really didn't have that uh, real technology. Yeah. Whereas I think this year in 2018, the market cap is going to continue to grow. And I totally am like bullish on us seeing like a $1 trillion market cap. But mm-hmm. with that in mind... It's going to grow within the strong, the real technologies, the real coins that are out there. It's not going to grow within some of the smaller coins that kind of saw a lot of growth over 2017. So I think that... The year of the ICOs. Yeah, exactly. Because the SEC is going to crack down on ICOs. They're going to crack down on a lot. But after really watching a lot of those court cases, a lot of the cases, a lot of the hearings, whatever, regarding just cryptocurrencies and everything in that like hemisphere what what you start to see is that like the sec and these people aren't they're not against cryptocurrencies they're not against blockchain technology or anything like that they actually see the real possibility for it to help Mm -hmm. out like our society what they're against are the negative things that cryptocurrencies have the the pump and dumps the ico scams the the scams that just are inevitable in an unregulated market so that's why a lot of people are worried about regulation and this and that and for me that's not at all what i'm worried about i actually think regulation will help the market long term yeah they're just trying to manage the risk exactly because if everybody's investing in crypto that's a global digital currency and everybody in our in the states is investing in it and loses all their money then that's just overall bad for our economy yes so let's get into a few questions that I have for you. Why do you prefer crypto over stocks and Forex? Because you just went straight into crypto trading and education. So I, I traded stocks. I traded Forex a little bit, um, kind of like years back. And the reason I went into crypto was because uh, of the volatility that I enjoy in cryptocurrency. Yeah. Now, what I like to call it, I like to call it a predictable volatility because it still mm-hmm. forms there are trends, but the difference is that you're seeing fluctuations in a day of 10 or 20%. So what you're able to do is, and what I do is when I trade, I trade for small percent gains, usually three or 5% gains, which I'm able to predict pretty easily when the trend is as volatile as it is. It's, And I find yeah. it kind of easier overall to do that in the cryptocurrency kind of market whereas um in forex and in the stocks it's a little more difficult just because the fluctuations aren't there it's the volatility is a lot less yeah that's that's a good point it's so it's easier if you could predict the the volatility it's a lot easier to make big returns in a shorter period of time correct from timing it correctly yes so what do you think is the short-term future of crypto we kind of touched on that briefly 
Um, but what do you think of just the very near, I, I suppose, the next couple of weeks, months, the rest of this year? We need to see increased volume in the market in the next few weeks. Because right now, like I said, yeah. we're in a ranging market. We're bouncing like between 9,000 and 12,000 around that market for Bitcoin. And the biggest issue is just volume has been pretty dead. We're sitting at around, I think, $470 billion for the total market cap. And we really need that to get over 500, 520 billion in order to really see the market start pick up again. So what do you think will cause that? Do you think it will be news based or just I mean, fundamentally, when you're looking at the news and the media, they're not the negativity is really gone. I think there was more negativity back in December when it was as high as it was. Now, I think it's a lot more just like cryptocurrencies here. Let's talk about it. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. talk about where we can make gains. But the overall hype has decreased in the media, which I think is good. It, it kind of keeps those weak yeah. hands out of the market. But I really think what we need to see is we need technology to, to start being used and start being used by like all like companies that are already out there. Like we saw Ripple and MoneyGram make that partnership, which is good. We got to see yeah. more of those partnerships where these cryptocurrency companies are actually being used. Um, and I think yeah. that's going to be a huge part of growth because once the once the private sector, once the, the stock market, once New York and everyone out there sees that, yes, this is the real deal, that big companies are starting to integrate with some of these smaller cryptocurrency companies, that's when that growth will come because we need big money. We're not going to drive the market with small money. We need that big money. So, for example, some big car manufacturers have been getting into the crypto game, uh, game recently, as well as some of the larger tech companies are obviously trying to figure out where their place is in this whole market. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, that's a perfect example. And trying to, like, I don't think, like, Apple... Or like a company like that is necessarily going to do it right now. I think that they are staying away from it um, just because, again, there's that negativity in the market. And once that's kind of weeded out, once it's figured out, I think these companies will start to get involved just because I think it can help in so many different industries. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, if this is the future of currency. Correct. Not just in the terms of currency, but also the whole blockchain system that they could really capitalize on. I feel like they're all just trying to figure out their footing, figure out where their place is and figure out how they could best capitalize on this opportunity instead of just rushing into it when there's all this hype in the news and media yeah, uh, that they're just <laughs> waiting for their time pretty much. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that cryptocurrency, like it is very new. Like I know it's been around, but it's very yeah. new. So finding, finding developers, finding people that really understand the back end technology, the blockchain technology to be able to integrate it into a a system inside of a large company. Those people are few and far between. So that's why I think we're going to see more consolidation, but we're going to see growth. But it's again, it's more difficult to get this into a bigger company. And it's not going to happen as quickly as some people think. Mm hmm. I mean, I think a perfect example of that is everybody who's saying if you invested this much in Bitcoin uh, five, six, seven, eight years ago, you'd have this many millions now. Uh, The funny part in all that is you ask that same person who's saying that to you if they even heard of Bitcoin five, six, seven, eight years ago and they they didn't. 
And so it's the point of like, yes, that is true, but really not many people have heard about all of this. It's gotten to the point where you, it, I forget who exactly said this, which investor said this, but the idea that when a technology or when some new idea gets to the point where just some worker on the side of the street, you overhear talking about it, that's when you know that, okay, it's spread everywhere now and that the Warren Buffett idea of be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful, that the idea of buy low, sell high, get in early, all that kind of plays in where as well as uh, buying the rumors, sell the news, is that it's getting to the point, do you feel, where the hype is building up? Like, where do you see the scale on that of everybody now knowing about it? I mean, 2017 was a huge year in terms of the uh, knowledge of I don't think I don't think the knowledge is out there nearly as much as it should. I completely agree with that. People might know Bitcoin, but people don't understand Bitcoin. And And there's a I think that's I think that's the key. Yeah, is that people know Bitcoin, but they don't know what a cryptocurrency is. They don't know what the blockchain is. They just know the name Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see a lot of positivity in terms of like it's good thing that cnbc and it's a good thing that like media is covering it and they do talk about it and they do teach it a little bit but i think Mm -hmm. there needs to be that bigger outreach and that's kind of what we did over at cryptocoinmastery.com is kind of create that um website where people can really learn from whether you're a beginner and intermediate and expert we have everything on the site to kind of facilitate your needs so that's the short term for crypto. Where do you see this in five or 10 years? Um, specifically, the cryptocurrencies and the technologies attached or on a more broad scale, the blockchain network. Where do you see just your own personal vision this being in five or 10 years? I think major comp- I think one of two things either major companies in basically every industry in Amer- in the world really will start using blockchain technology because it's faster it's cheaper it's more effective it's more secure um, either that or some of these cryptocurrency companies that are starting to grow will take over in industries it's going to take time again that's long term but yeah. I totally see that happening. I just think it it makes more sense and it's more effective. Now, to say that a small cryptocurrency company is going to be able to pull it off, I don't know. They might, they might not. But if they don't, it's the bigger companies that are going to use the technology and do it themselves. That's a good point. Um, do you have any specific visions on these large companies? I mean, the fang stocks the large tech companies that are pretty much running the bull market right now do you have any visions on how they're going to be implementing this technology Mm, i don't really or it's just it's hard to say because i mean the possibilities are nearly endless the possibilities are endless and i think a lot of these companies whether it's apple whether it's google they might not be like talking about it And they're really not like you don't hear about Google talking about it, but I guarantee that Google is looking into blockchain technology Mm -hmm. and integrating it. So it's hard to say because a lot of the larger company, the companies that are talking about it are the companies that want their stock price to jump. (laughs) Yeah, that I think that's a good point is right now all the companies that are getting on board is the same as the ICO wave that 
getting your name associated with the blockchain, with Bitcoin, with cryptocurrency, anything that can be searched on Google along with those keywords, they're just riding the wave of the hype, essentially. Correct. Which is exactly what I'm doing with this podcast so that I could put <laughs> cryptocurrency in the title. Exactly. So a little bit, I, I noticed that you plugged your company in there and shouted you out in the beginning of this, in the intro, that... Um, so you're teaching cryptocurrencies, how to trade them, you're giving out news. Do you find that it's harder to teach people about cryptocurrency? Because I feel like there's a scale between stocks, penny stocks, Forex, and then cryptocurrencies. That's kind of the scale of how much people expect to get rich quick. They expect to just learn some trick and make a ton of money instantly mm -hmm. um and it seems the most in crypto because the volatility as you said was so much higher do you feel like it's a lot harder to teach these individuals or are you able to set them straight right from the beginning uh that you're gonna teach them how to trade and not promise that they're gonna get rich quick i really really try and focus on teaching people number one to understand cryptocurrencies and believe in it yeah. before they start heavily trading right like i talked about the weak hands i don't want to be teaching weak hands or creating more weak hands within the market i want to create people who understand who believe in the technology and yeah. do their research like the biggest issue with crypto is you're totally right i mean i see it every day where people are investing in companies that they don't even know what the company does they're just investing in it because the chart went up 30 or 40 percent in a few hours and that's where i, I see that's where like from my end i want to fix that i want to really help get people on the straight and narrow to understand like you got to understand the company before you invest in the company you have to understand cryptocurrency yeah. and blockchain before you start getting into it because if you don't understand it and if you don't have that confidence, you're never going to be successful in a volatile market like this. And the thing is, is that a lot of people did make a lot of money. A lot of people made mm -hmm. a ton of money in like last year. And that's just because the market at the beginning of 2017, the total market cap was like 10 billion. It went up to 830 billion. So basically, if you had money in cryptocurrency, you were making money. But now that we saw a bear market, finally, it did scare a lot of people. It started to make people realize that this isn't just a throw your money in and become a millionaire game. So, yeah, I, I really focus with my teaching on like make like developing that understanding and that confidence with traders and always being more cautious than aggressive in a market like this. Yeah. And you mentioned briefly there of teaching uh, research and actually learning what the technology is and what these different companies are doing. I find it funny when it, you see a bunch of people that are the way they notice a certain coin or a certain stock is that it's up, like you said, 30 percent mm -hmm. um, that they see that it's up 30 percent. and They think, oh, hey, this thing's going crazy. I'm going to buy in. Mm -hmm. And then it drops back to where it was. And now they're down 30 percent. Correct or the math is a little bit different when it's going down than up, but you know what I mean? Is yeah. it, and that's where I feel like these weak hands are, like you said, kind of they're hurting this market currently and they're being shaken out pretty easily because they're all doing that. They're all seeing that this thing is up 30%, 20%. They buy in and then it pulls back completely normally, but they don't have the confidence in what they're doing. They're just following the hype and have no idea what they're doing. So I think that's really good that you're teaching them to, okay, hold on. Not, don't get into this right now because it's up 30%. You want to mm -hmm. wait and 
find something that you believe in, that you understand, that you're confident in. Exactly. So do you, uh, in terms of research, you also, your uh, company, your website, you have a secondary outlet that um, focuses on news and it's more of your blog post, correct? Correct. You have the news releases. Is that mostly what you're have where you're directing your students towards in terms of news or is it more here's how you can go around online and learn about these companies go to their websites how do you find out more about a certain uh website because it's or a certain uh company that's getting into crypto a uh, certain coin and whatnot because it's seen a lot of them there's just hype and there's not much information on them yeah so like our new site and everything we cover a lot we cover everything from like Again, the the immediate news that's going on, breaking news. Yeah. We cover everything from more opinion styled writings about just like blockchain technology and where things are going to go. We also cover ICOs. We do ICO reviews to try and get people to be able to spot quality companies rather than the weaker companies. But mm-hmm. when I'm working like with an individual or I'm trying to teach people how to research a company and find a good company, uh, the biggest thing is that you once you start researching these companies, you start reading them, you start understanding them, it's pretty easy to pick out the good ones and the bad ones. <laughs> and really what it comes to what, what is what is easy, but I mean, other than the obvious that some are just. And maybe it is just this, that they're just obvious. There's, It's just a landing page on their website that's asking for money with no backing information. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you can tell between two different companies that seem pretty identical, which one is better and which one's not, or which one's real and which one's not? So in the cryptocurrency space, all of these companies have something called a white paper, which basically is just a, the business plan behind the company. And obviously, a white paper, yes, just because it's a great white paper doesn't mean that it's going to be a great company. I mean, you can hire copywriters and everything like that. But reading and completely understanding the white paper is something that I stress to anyone investing in cryptocurrency. Because if I go and I run a poll online about how many white papers people have actually read, it's usually (laughs) zero. It's usually (laughs) really the bare minimum. And that's just not doing your research. The white paper is like where that company should be putting most of their time because it's their business plan. It's showing you what they're Mm -hmm. going to do with the money that you're providing them. So too many people just kind of skip over the white paper. So I would say if you're researching companies, reading and actually understanding the white paper is a big deal. And also looking at who's running the company. I think that's a really, really big deal. And and not to say that just because somebody um, isn't like they they haven't been a part of a Fortune 500 company, like that doesn't mean that they can't um, be successful in the cryptocurrency space. But you you want someone that understands what he's doing. You want someone that understands Mm -hmm. the industry. So he should have some experience that kind of drove him to where he is. It shouldn't just be that the guy worked at Wendy's and then decided to like create a coin because he thought it would be cool. I mean, you got to really understand um, the market and you got to really understand the company that you're investing in. So I'd say between the white paper, understanding the team um, and following these companies on Twitter, the number of people that don't do that, I just blows my mind. Um, yeah. You, you got to be covering kind of each avenue and really understanding where they're going. You got to think about it just like anything else. 
right? You're investing. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're giving this company money for them to create the technology that they said they were going to create. And if you don't think they're going to do that, then you shouldn't be investing in them. Yeah, that's a great point. I, it's kind of the idea that you're investing in the company, not the coin. You're not investing in the name, the brand. You're investing, and that's why it's a true investment, and that's a lot of times what traders specifically find hard about trading is that they think of it in terms of just short-term volatility. They see something going up 30%, they buy and sell very quick, and that is what it's about, but if there isn't the fundamental strength behind it, then it's there, there isn't a structure, a base behind the move that's happening so they could get stopped out they could lose a lot of money very easily because it could drop 30 percent just as easily as it went up 30 percent. but if there's actual strength behind the move going up then it has a higher chance of actually sustaining those growth those Correct. gains and the one thing that i tell all my students and all my members and everything is that what you should do is go through the total market cap list of like all the coins and you should go through and research all these coins and basically make a list of the coins that you like enough that you think you would be willing to trade because what happens Mm -hmm. again it's about that confidence if you get stuck in a trade that you just don't believe in you're probably going to make the wrong decision because of that and that could have been easily fixed if you understood the coin yeah if you don't understand it then you have emotions involved when there is the trade if you do understand it it's back to that confidence thing if you understand the company and you understand you the reasonings behind your investment, then you're more confident in it and you don't have emotions controlling your trade. Exactly. How often do you suggest that they re-go through the list with new th- companies, new coins popping up all the time, once a week, once a day? Because, I, I mean, I imagine if they're going through this list of hundreds of companies and coins daily that it could be very time-consuming. Yeah, I mean, I, what I, it's more like on a person, like on their own. They What they need to do is they need to if they see a coin that they'd like, they need to research that coin before investing in it. And then maybe add it to that list. It's not to say like every morning you have to sit down and read read for four hours about each of these companies. Yeah. Like you don't have to go that crazy, but you have to understand at the very least what you're getting into. Yeah, you're not just getting in the market for five minutes, placing a trade and getting out. I mean, this is your nine to five job. That's not tied to nine to five and you're not tied to a time or a location, but you still have to put in some work behind what you're doing yeah all right so i have one more question for you Mm -hmm. what did you struggle with the most when you're learning how to trade uh, cryptocurrencies and how did you overcome that so i would say the biggest struggle is especially with cryptocurrencies is understanding that you're going to feel greed and you have to put that aside you cannot you cannot let greed start to drive you and you have to understand that this is a market of volatility and even though you believe in it in the future yeah there there's going to be like cycles in the market it's going to go up and it's going to go down and that was something that didn't that just happened that a lot of people really didn't think was going to happen and so i think just from my end the hardest part and i'm not perfect i made the same mistakes that a lot of people made but it's understanding that this market is cyclical, just like any other market that is out there. And when you feel that high, when you feel like you can't lose, when you feel like you want to take more money and put it in because you just, it's not going down, instead, that's when you should be capturing those gains. That's when you should be selling. And being able to mm-hmm. 
psychologically and kind of emotionally understand that is one of the hardest things to do as a trader. But once you get it, it's really what separates the really the great traders from people that just end up losing and quitting. Yeah, I mean, 90% of traders fail, 10% succeed. And of that 10%, only 10% of those actually make profits. Yeah. And by succeed, I mean not fail. Mm -hmm. The direct opposite. So roughly 9% just end up break even going through boom and bust cycles of making a lot of money and then losing a lot of money. And then only 1% of the overall, and these are just rough numbers, but general idea of comparisons actually succeed and that happens once they conquer their psychology. Exactly. So did you personally, when you were just starting out uh, crypto, have experiences? Did you have a, a single bad trade that taught you a lesson of, okay, I got way too greedy on that, lost way too much money, that's not going to happen again, and that stuck with you through the rest of your trading, or was it more of just going through cycles like you mentioned? Oh, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I made a lot of mistakes, and it wasn't just like one trade. It was more okay. various different situations that I learned from, Yeah, and I started to kind of not make those same mistakes, right? I mean, I think there's what trading really comes down to is understanding the market, understanding why the market moves and learning from your mistakes. And you're going learning to be from able to your mistakes is huge. Yeah. You're going to be able to point out when you made a mistake. Obviously a mistake is not, Oh, I sold for a 10% gain and it went up to 20. That's not a mistake yeah. capturing that gain. That's, <laughs> and I see too many people thinking that that's a mistake and it's yeah. not. I mean, it can be if it, they weren't sticking to their plan and they were scared and protecting their profits when their target was to make a lot more. Yeah. But regardless, it's, it's really about focusing, learning from those mistakes, understanding you will make mistakes and, kind of mm -hmm. looking for those situations and like really learning from them and not making the same mistake twice. And how do you think, how do you recommend most of beginner traders to avoid making the same mistake twice? Because I see way too often that traders, they make a mistake. They say they learn from it, but they don't truly believe in what they learned from it. And they make the same mistake again. And it's normally three strikes and you're out and they go through some huge losing streak or one big trade that completely wipes out their account because they might've learned that they made a mistake, but not truly learned from their mistake. So an easy way to do this is to write down every time you make a mistake write down what your mistake yes. was write down like what happened so you understand it and go through that list every day before you start trading so that you remember it's kind of like really fresh in your mind like oh me buying a breakout that i shouldn't have bought because it was just like gonna fall after that whatever the situation is yeah. understanding and getting those things fresh in your head is really important so that you can start realizing a situation um, and not getting into it when if you're not kind of keeping these things fresh in your mind, oftentimes people will forget those mistakes. So I think that's an easy way for people to uh, start realizing their mistakes and start moving away from them. I completely agree. Put greed aside, learn from your mistakes, keep a trade journal on your desk with you at all times. When something happens, write down what happened, write down what was going on in your head, write down the details of the trade so that you remember that and you could go back to it. Mm-hmm. I think that is a great point. Well, thank you. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you again for yeah, yeah. Joining thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all the answers. Yeah, it was great.